welcome to another of our artist series podcasts. Purna Deb is our David Crook Project's featured artist for the month of May at 151 Yansmats Avenue. We're pleased to be opening Purna's Tales of Quests on the 3rd of May, 2018. The upcoming feature shows works created at our studio over the period of two years as the artist was settling in South Africa after relocating from her native India in 2015. My name is Mtavisi Sitole and today I'll be talking to the artist Purna Deb about the intricacies behind what she calls personal stories of a fragile and fragmented exoticness embedded within the works. Purna, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Tobisi. Would you mind giving us a little background about yourself? Who <laughs> is Purna Deb? Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, as you as you told us, like uh, I came from um, India. I am actually from eastern part of India, which is called uh, the city called Kolkata. Mm. I have done my I born and brought up there. Mm. I have done my graduation, post graduation both from there. Right. Then after completing my, my specialization was printmaking. Mm. And after completing my academic uh, education, I started working as an art educationist. Mm. And as well, I, as well as I start uh, keep on participating in different shows, mostly uh, community-based art projects. Yeah. So yeah, and then I was doing that. Then on 2015, I came here. I got married on that. Yeah, and I came here in Joburg to be accompanied with my husband. Mm. And see, uh, as when I mean when I came here, from the second day I started looking for the place, uh, places where can I go and start continuing my printmaking practice right. because it was in my mind that I have to keep on doing it. I cannot sit and just draw, or, uh, just see my artworks only by me myself. I have to uh, go somewhere and start doing my art practice. So I uh, met Gillian on 2015. Uh, I met her on the FNB Art Fair. So she uh, uh, invited me to go to Arts on Main and see the environment and all. And I went there. I applied for the internship and fortunately I got it. And then I started working with them. And then um, uh, Jill and David told me about this place. They told me if I can manage to declutter the place a little bit <laughs> yeah, because this one, this place was actually, I mean, you guys were using this place for mainly archive and framing. Yeah. So, but we have a lovely uh, press here. So both of them too, I'm so fortunate that they gave me this opportunity to use this place. So I grabbed that opportunity and I keep on doing it. I mean, effectively, <laughs> you've kind of activated the one-part-one one studio. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, you know, I'm so glad yeah. that both of them, you know, all of you, I, I should be so precise about it, all of you give me that comfortness and uh, space to... Uh, come here and see whatever I can come up with. It's kind of hard to deny you. <laughs> like, uh, when you walk into the space, it comes alive. So, hey. um, but you've been in South Africa for three years now. Yes. And you're now kind of like settling in as an artist in this scene. But how has the transition from India to South Africa been for you in terms of positioning yourself within the context of the community around you? Yeah, 
apart from geographical and environmental environmental differences i do absorb few differences like i first of all i i have to make it clear that i haven't been so much places around the city or some place mm. i was all i mean i'm still exploring the country yeah <laughs> the i um, mean uh, within this short span or within this short um, boundaries whatever i have uh, absorbed or explored yet i found the uh, major difference which i found here is the population like my country is almost like 1. more than 1.3 million uh, population so i see people everywhere mm. around the road yeah. and even on like 10 pm or 11 pm i mm. can go outside and buy food but here we i can't mm. and with with that um i have to uh, raise that point as well i when i came here i got to know about so many stories about robbing and stuff it might be stories it may it might be myth it might be you know i i'm i'm i don't know because fortunately i haven't experienced it yet yeah. so that security concern is is here mm. i mean as a foreigner we were been told that we have to be very careful mm. whenever we are driving or even it's not safe as a woman walking around the road alone or something like that so but i think when i came here it might be same if i was a foreigner in my country so it's almost same so that um women uh, insecurity issue in in the society doesn't matter if it's south african society if it's indian society it's it's a it's a huge problem yes and it it uh, it gives me disturbance and that's uh, that's the uh, very uh, important thing i Farm and it, it, it's weird. This this is the similarity that I found it here and with my country. Mm. And the other thing is, um, I would like to say the uh, you know uh, the country is it's very very beautiful. I I mean I really wanted to go outside and explore so many things and especially the people. People are so warm, so helpful. But I do have those kind of stories and myth in my mind, back of my mind. It's always happening. So. <laughs> And let's see what 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 can I explore more or something oh. like that. And in terms of your practice as an artist, um, one thing I I really want to uh, say is the art world difference. I mean, uh, people here. Uh, I mean, the people I counter with is mm. most from art from art world. Mm. So maybe maybe I might be wrong or something. but i felt it's very much personal experience i felt people are kind of aware here about art especially about print making mm. than sadly my city uh, where we don't have so much so called professional print making studios that kind of stuff we do here it's lacking over there so i um, i do envy on that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would really wish this kind of facility will emerge in my country as well, especially my city. Mm-hmm. And also, India like does have like some pretty interesting histories with printmaking. Yes, is it's it's a it's a huge history because both of these country has the colonial structure. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, you know, art colleges where where actually government wants people to know about these skills of printmaking. 
they make this um, put it on the study curriculum so we have that uh, we have that history as well so printmaking is been taught uh, from from a long ago uh, in my city we have so many uh, good universities uh, we have so many good faculties and we do have a very enriched um, history of folk art in printmaking especially woodcut printmaking uh, from the place uh, where I belong. So, but now, I mean, now that practice, it's not been uh, enthusiastically uh, going on. Mm -hmm. So people are, I mean, there are so many printmakers, good printmakers, and there are so many good printmaking artists who are still doing their works and they're, they're really doing it. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, the professional professional professionalism in printmaking needs to be a little push up right mm. <laughs> um yeah well now to just like start talking about um the work you're going to be showing in tales of quests mm. um what spurred you and directed you in creating this body of work uh, see, my works are uh, very much narratively autobiographical. I mean, I prefer uh, keep on uh, doing or uh, keeping my art practice in that way. I draw like I write diaries. I uh, do research my everyday, uh, how I absorb the things around me on everyday, day-to-day -day basis. So that actually influences influence me a lot and that actually uh, reflects direct to my works and if I'll talk about the other influences uh, like uh, mainly one thing I really uh, have to say is the tradition of uh, stitching and quilt making. So I grew up with that uh, uh, tradition where I saw my uh, grandmother with uh, her old uh, friends on main of, uh, mainly at their leisure time uh, putting up all their you know old saris which they can wear they cannot wear anymore mm. putting up all those things together doing lovely colorful stitches on it and making quilts out of it mm. and the i mean whatever they are doing the stitchings uh, they are actually telling the stories of their day-to-day -day life and their st uh, their stories how they miss their parents how they miss their homeland so that is the environment I grew up with. So that obviously has a great influence on me. And uh, I mean, I cannot, um, I mean, uh, stitching and those kind of thing is the uh, first art form I learned from mm. my childhood. Mm. So that obviously that, that will give me a huge um, pushback in that way. And other influence is the Indian miniature. If you will see my works, the motifs, the lineal quality of my works, they are hugely inspired from the Indian miniature paintings. Mm. Even the border thing, I have a tendency to keep a border, a kind of decorative border mm -hmm. uh, to all of my works. So that I do purposefully, that I keep purposefully uh, because um, I absorb Indian miniature. It's, mm. on my, it's on my head all the mm. time. Yeah, um, like you mentioned the stitching and the borders and all, like I noticed on some of the works you've got frock lace, yes. um, you've used rice fiber paper, Yes. like you, you've incorporated a lot of untraditional tactile materials and processes to print, to the printmaking techniques you 
um, you've engaged with yes. in creating these works. Like, what inspires you to add particular objects to your processes and to your creations? So, making those choices, like, mm. what spurs that? Um, if I talk about stitching, I found it very strange uh, how with stitching actually can bring two different uh, things, do individual things together, like human emotion. It actually brings two individuals together. Mm. So for me, stitching is, um, is very similar with that, that thing. Uh, so that's why, you know, apart from the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the cultural values of stitching or something like that, whatever, whichever I just spoke about, mm -hmm. apart from that, the purpose of stitching gives me a huge uh, uh, nostalgia or gives me a huge, uh, fascinates me actually. That's why I um, incorporate uh, stitching in lots of my works too, uh, because my works mainly very, uh, you know, it has tendency to go layer after layer. It has so many facets to come and I want to keep the, all of them together by stitching or mm. that kind of stuff. Mm. And I consciously choose those materials like rice fiber or stitching, which, which will be very con which, which will be very content with my works. Mm. And I, I, yes, I do uh, purposefully choose them. I mean, I give time to think about the uh, process and about the uh, materials I'm going to use. Even, even with printmaking, I love printmaking because uh, I am doing something on the plate and it's going to transfer on the paper. So uh, it's not only I'm doing some, something directly, uh, whatever I'm going to show to people. It's like a it's like a process. It's like a it's like life. You have to go through in different stages. Mm. That's that's what uh, another aspect of printmaking fascinates me. Right. <laughs> um, earlier, you spoke about your work being very much autobiographical, and you also spoke about the sense of nostalgia mm. featuring in your process of creating this work. And with your work being so personal. How do you find something like nostalgia adding or influencing your identity <laughs> and your own journey since you... See, the nostalgia or memories, if I can say so, mm. um, actually tells you the uh, stories about one individual background, like how that person grew up how that person, uh, the emotional involvements with certain things or with certain place that person has. So uh, by uh, researching on them, by you know collecting uh, or recollecting the memories I have or comparing with the uh, with this with certain situation I am countering or people I am meeting by traveling different places. Uh, Comparing with that with uh, with them is actually uh, tell it actually helps me to uh, find my identity. It's not like that. I am trying to establish my identity with uh, with some hints of nostalgia or memories. Mm. I'm trying to search my identity mm. through them, where I am standing, where I am, 
where I'm going. It's 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 like that. Wow. <laughs> it's a thought process. <laughs> it's like continuously questioning yourself. Where mm. are you going, Purna? <laughs> and you have little hints here and there, here and exactly. there. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, with that search for identity and, I mean, you've moved from India and across to South Africa. You said you'd come to join your husband this side. Mm. You also appear to deal a lot with the roles um, you assume along the way on the journey. Mm. Do you think you could elaborate a little more on that interplay between identity and the roles? Like the dynamic between the two is is like vice versa. I mean, they are not like um, my. Uh, I am playing the role. Uh, in my di- in different stages of my life, as daughter, as uh, as as a sister, as a, a wife, or as an artist in mm. different uh, different uh, arena, right? Mm. So it's not like I am playing individual role all of the all of the day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with those uh, with those times, with those you know activity I am doing on certain time. I am uh, I am gathering some information I am gathering some experiences mm. so uh, as as I told you I am actually collecting my experiences how I can counter in my day-to-day life so that actually brings me the idea how should I I mean whatever I am maybe uncomfortable with or maybe I am uh, I am um, comfortable with or maybe I am feeling painful about it mm. or sometime I'm feeling very happy about mm. something I tell about that that experience with my artworks that's the only language I know mm. to express my stories mm. that that's how I think uh, all these two things comes together mm. wonderful Purna thank you so much yeah and I really can't wait to see the work up and introduce people to it and see people coming to the space and witnessing your work and engaging with your story yeah i would love uh, to have people uh, to see my words to see my stories and in- interpret them into their stories i would love to know about their stories because mm-hmm. i strongly believe in uh, talking about uh, talking about yourself yeah. unless and i'll, I'll, I'll I mean, we will start talking about ourselves. No change won't happen ever. Mm. So I, I want people to come and see my works <laughs> and tell me about their stories. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That was Purna Deb talking about her journey thus far and introducing us to Tales of Quests, which will be opening on the 3rd of May, 2018 at 151 Jan Smuts Avenue. Johannesburg.